Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Amigas, I'm excited to introduce to you Danis Canavarino. She is a Latina entrepreneur, speaker, CEO, and founder of Luna Soul Media and founder of Latina Meetup. At Luna Soul Media, she leads a talented group of highly experienced online marketers in delivering measurable results for their clients. The Nye's unique career path include launching a successful affiliate network through to acquisition, developing an integrated marketing plan to bring together a suite of merged brands for a large interactive marketing agency, and breaking into the online Hispanic and Latino markets with Filiado, the first successful affiliate networks service affiliates and advertisers in Latin America. This diverse and performance-related career path has given her an in-depth understanding of launching a successful global marketing agency with a focused measurable results in the Hispanic and Latin American markets. At Latina Meetup, the mission is to celebrate, elevate, and connect Latina professionals through exciting networking events and a business directory. Without further ado, this is Danai Escanavarino. Hello, 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 and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I am excited to have a beautiful, beautiful friend that I just met on Clubhouse. I mean, really, talk about social media and knowing and getting to know people. And so her name is Danai. Her last name is Canavarino. It's a big, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> it is. You did great though. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. So who is this beautiful soul? Okay. So let me tell you a little brief background on her. She is a multicultural marketing growth hacker for brands who want to reach Latinx consumers. She's also a founder of Latina Meetup. She's a speaker. She's on all social platforms, and she is the CEO and founder of Luna Soul Media. And so there's so much to unpack, 
And like everything, I always want to know who is this chica? Who is this chica? Because I believe she is originally from Florida, but now is in Virginia. And so, whoa, how is that possible? Like, really, this is a Latina woman, right? She's Latina. And let's figure out, like, quién es? Who is Danai? <laughs> so tell us, please, what's your background? And because and, I know amigas out there want to know more about you. Hey, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm so thrilled to hang out with you and chat a little bit. So ew, who is Danai? That's, that's, a, that's a whopper of a question, right? It depends on what day it is <laughs> and, and who I'm talking to. But let's see, let me start from the beginning. So I am a Cuban immigrant. I'm a proud immigrant. I was born in Cuba. I came over here when I was a little girl. My father was a political prisoner. So, you know, I live in gratitude every day of the fact that I'm here. I'm in the United States and I have all of these opportunities. I've had all of these opportunities in front of me and all all I need to do is grab them, right? And make them my own. So that's how I live. That's like, the way that I view life is I could have still been in Cuba. So I have so much family there. They can't even fathom the way that we live here. And so I live in gratitude. I really, really do. But yeah, so I grew up in South Florida. We immigrated to South Florida and the, the Miami area. And I grew up there. Eventually, I left South Florida In my mid-30s, I decided to take my family on a cross-country road trip for three years. We put everything in storage. We rented out the house. We bought an RV. Never had been camping a day in our lives. And for three years, we drove cross-country. And it was the most amazing thing I have ever done in my life. I wish I would have like done it sooner. Oh, that is awesome. Like that, uh, that takes cojones, girl, because there's no way. Like for me, I'm like, oh my God camping, going, doing something unknown. That is a, that's being a risk taker, which girl, my family all thought I turned into like a gypsy and lost my mind. (laughs) They all thought I had turned into a gypsy and lost my mind. And I was like, why, you know, yes, the American dream is there. Right. And we had a home and we were the American dream. Like, I think I am the American dream, right. Which is you come to this country and you know, you work hard and you make something of yourself and you give your children a better opportunity than you had. My parents did it for me and my brother. I'm doing it for my sons. My kids are going to do it for their kids. And so, but why does that American dream just need to look like a house with a white picket fence? Why can't that American dream be travel wherever you want to be free, you know? And so that's what it looked like for me. I, at that point, my older son, who is now 30 and has a baby. I'm actually a grandma now. I can't believe it. (laughs) Wait, wait. I cannot even comprehend. You look so young. Like I can't even imagine that you have a man as your son. (laughs) I I do. I have a man as a child. And I have another one who's almost a man. He's a teenager. He's actually 18. So legally he is a man. But we all know that 18 does not mean grown up. So, (laughs) So, yeah. So at that point, he had gone to the military. He had gone to Afghanistan, had been deployed, went to war. And I just sat down and I had like, it was a pivotal moment for me. I had like this epiphany where I was like, I have one kid who's completed. He actually went to war. He's grown up. And I'm looking around me and I'm like, you know, 
time is precious. And the memories you make with your kids are so precious that I just didn't want to waste time anymore. And I think ever since then, I had the mindset of like, I'm not going to waste time. You know, I'm going to really live in the moment and really experience the things that I always said, oh, one of these days, I'm going to do this. Oh, one of these days, I'm going to do that. One of these days is today. So I did. I, I To some people, I had lost my mind, you know, and to other people, I was brave. And I just went for it. We put everything in storage. I homeschooled my, or what we called road schooling. I road schooled my youngest, who was at that time 10. And I went everywhere this country has to go. It was amazing. Like the places we went, the people we met, the experiences we had. My son experienced the American history through traveling to all of the state parks, going to all the junior ranger programs. So it was just crazy. It was amazing. Yes, that is incredible because I've never heard of a Latina taking up the family and going cross country for three years. I mean, really, like, this is just like, wow, wow. I commend you for that. Like I said before, I said, that takes cojones, girl. Like, that is like, like, you know, just really living with intention, absolute intention. Like, your intention was to give the best to your kids and realize that, okay, time is precious. I'm not going to waste it. Wow. How incredible, how incredible. And your children must have been super excited and happy because it's not like they're in just one location. They're like moving, 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 looking, exploring. How beautiful is that? It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, you know, like to be able to be on a mountain and looking down at the Rio Grande one day and the next day, you know, be in New York City. And, you know, a month from then, like we wintered in Bend, Oregon, and, you know, we're able to do all of the winter sports and just enjoy winter. Being from South Florida, you know, you don't really get to experience stuff like that. And so it was just amazing. It really was. And and we really got to see so much beauty that this country has to offer that, like, you know, we kind of take for granted sometimes. So it was really cool. Absolutely. You know, I... Okay, so I'm I'm one of those persons that doesn't take advantage of that. I mean, when I go on trips, I go to like, oh, I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> I just came back from Mexico. So it's like I leave. But instead of staying here and exploring on, I think it just when the pandemic hit in 2020, I think it must have been August or October, I went to Montana for the very first time to Glacier Park. And I was thinking like, wow. What have I been missing? This is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And I feel like amigas, like go out and explore your country, explore it. Right. It's it's so mute. I mean, I love going all over the place, but our country has so much to offer. It definitely does. Wow. I'm completely blessed that you're here to tell us (laughs) about all this information. (laughs) So, okay. So you go on this road trip. So three years and then there's something that happens that you finally settle, right? Yes. My oldest son came back from being deployed and he finished his tour. He finished his uh, military career. His wife, my daughter-in-law, was stationed in Virginia. And he called and he was like, hey, can you guys you know, come be with us? And when your grown kid actually wants to be near you, you know, especially a boy, right? You're kind of like, 
oh, okay, <laughs> sure. So they were stationed in Langley, Virginia. She's Air Force. And so, yeah, and he was finishing college. He was in, in university at the time. And, you know, it's a blessing that our business doesn't have to have a brick and mortar. Everybody that works with us is, you know, working from home. And so I was like, sure, why not? Let's go live in Virginia. I loved Virginia. We had traveled here a bunch of times and I absolutely adore it. You know, the it's so beautiful, so woodsy, the flowers everywhere. It's like, you know, everything is a garden. <laughs> everywhere you look is beautiful, so much hiking. And so we just ended up here and 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 that's where I've been and I love it. Least diverse place in the country. Definitely the least diverse place yes. in the country. Yes. I will say that. Yes. Can't yes. go to like the, the corner gas station and get a cafecito, no colada. Like that doesn't exist here. Wow. Um, but, you know, the people are very nice. Yeah. And so I live in specifically in Williamsburg. And so, yeah, I mean, this is where we ended up and, and I love it. Wow. Incredible. I had a stint in Arlington, Virginia. I did a semester. I, I attended University of Southern California. And in 1995, I had the opportunity to do a semester over on that side of town. And I absolutely loved it. I haven't been back. I'm sure everything has changed. But what I loved, it was so clean, so pristine. I mean, really, you you had the seasons. I mean, it was just yes. the most beautiful thing. So I can see why you're there here in Virginia, because they, you guys have the seasons. It's so beautiful. The landscape is amazing. Amazing. So Amiga, okay. So you went cross country. You're in Virginia now. So at what point did you start getting into the marketing world? Or was this a part of your life since inception? So because okay. I know you're big time. I know you're big time. So I want to know how did it all begin? <laughs> okay. So when I was growing up, let's talk high school. When I was in high school, my brother and I, right? We, he was the techie person, totally into computers. He was brilliant. I was the journalism one. I was the writing one, the reading one. I would read like a book a day easily. Never thought about tech was uh, hated math, was actually, you know, scared of technology, like of programming and stuff like that. There wasn't anything like we have now. There were no STEM programs and push towards STEM or anything like that. But my brother was very, very passionate about tech. He was the kid who at five years old actually took apart a radio and put it back together and it worked. Like he was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So he was very into computer programming and technology. And he kept on telling me, sis, you got to get into tech. Sis, you got to get into tech. You're going to love it. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm never <laughs> going to do that. I'm going to go work for National Geographic, travel the world and write about it. Like <laughs> yeah. that was my thing. And he convinced me one day after school, we sat in the computer lab, which, you know, was basically just a bunch of clunky old computers at that time. And uh, he gave me this uh, manual and he said, here, just read this and practice what you read. And I did. And it was a uh, DOS programming and I learned it in like a day. Like I, I loved it. It just completely took me over. The next day, I actually went back to the computer lab and was like, hey, what do you have next for me? And he gave me a book about like Lotus 1, 2, 3 or something like that, which was the predecessor to um, Excel. And so I learned it in another day. 
totally like dominated it. And then the next day he gave me another one. And I learned like years worth of content in, I would say two weeks. Oh my God. I through everything <laughs> because I liked it. You know, when you like something, you'll just learn everything about it and you'll become, you know, the, the utmost, you know, uh, leader, the thought leader on it. It's just, you know, you become a pro at it. And right. so I really, really loved it. And I, that was my introduction to tech. And then in college, the internet started, but it wasn't like the internet we know now. Right. It was like, you know, bulletin boards and, you know, a little bit of chat. And I remember I was 19 years old and I created my first web page in HTML 1.0 and the browser was mosaic. And <laughs> there was no images and it was like literally just text, colored text, hypertext, and that was it. But I just stayed with it. Right, right. There was nothing in school that you could learn. You know, the the um, the curriculum hadn't even been created for anything internet, really. So I just learned on my own. And I stayed on top of everything. And eventually, you know, I went to work for startups in the industry and I started to learn more at a faster pace because when you're creating, you know, you tend to learn. And so I ended up in internet marketing and I stayed with it. And I went from startup to startup learning and growing. And eventually I got, you know, into the executive spots. And eventually, you know, one day, I just wanted to go out on my own and I did. I, I went with a partner, I created a partnership and we launched our own company and that obviously failed <laughs> because I'm not with them anymore. Okay. But it was a lesson. Failure is yeah. a lesson. Oh, the, um, it's the best thing. I mean, at the moment you don't understand yes. it and you're hating it Absolutely. and you detest the situation, but in hindsight, you're like, thank God that happened. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every failure is a lesson as long as you're willing to learn from it and try not to do it again. And so I launched my own company 11 years ago and we've been doing great ever since and, you know, growing year over year. And thank goodness that, you know, in spite of the current situation with COVID, everybody was already working from home. So we didn't have any issues with that. And, you know, we've been doing great. And this is, this is Luna Soul Media. Luna Soul Media. Okay. So tell us what you do at Luna Soul Media. So Luna Soul Media is a digital agency in that we connect brands to multicultural consumers, mostly Latinos, Hispanics, depending on how one identifies. And we do that through three separate channels. So we have SMS marketing, we have email marketing, and then we have an affiliate marketing channel. And uh, with those three traffic sources, we're able to deliver millions of leads and sales to clients every year. Ooh, and these, okay, and your clients, are they like big brand companies or are these like the small, small, let's just take, for example, me, I'm just Han Solo. <laughs> like, is that would be something that would work for me or your target market is more someone who's already established and they're just wanting to expand? So it can be either. We work with some very recognizable large brands, but then we also work with very small brands. For example, you know, somebody who has a Shopify store who has certain products, right? And they want more sales. Well, then on the affiliate marketing channel where we have an affiliate network, where we have all of these website owners and social media people and, you know, basically anybody with an audience, 
those people can promote their products in exchange for a commission. And we facilitate it with our platform doing all the tracking and everything. So yeah, it's from one end of the spectrum to the other. Wow. This is incredible. Okay. So you've been doing this now for 11 years. So what's next for you? Because I see you all over social media. So I'm like, what, what is she doing now? Like, oh my God, she's like on, on this, um, what is it? Social, what, what do you call it? Social club? What do we call it? The social where I met you. Platforms. <laughs> the pl- oh, clubhouse. 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 There. I'm all, I'm all, when I social club, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brain starts playing. Good album, me. though. <laughs> they are right. It was pretty good. Yeah. No, I know. But you know, you're on these platforms, and I'm like, when did? How did she have the time to be involved in these things? Like, really, how do you do it? <laughs> oh man, it's passion. I'm so a few things. I'm very passionate about what I do, and uh, I like what I do, and I also have teams of people that you know, I can rely on that make it possible for me to be able to do the things that I do. So for in Clubhouse, well, let me backtrack. Okay. So I work with brands that want to reach multicultural consumers. And I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm privy to some information, some data. That data is that Latinos represent a whole lot of money. We represent a whole lot of money. Right. We represent over two trillion in GDP where we considered a country. We would be seventh after France, France. We represent enough money to be right after France. Are you kidding me? Like, no, I knew knew we had a lot of we had a lot of purchasing power. But this this statistic, it's not just our purchasing power. It's all the businesses we create because Latinos are very entrepreneurial. All the people we employ, the money we put back into the economy, right? Right. Uh, Like all the services and products we're responsible for, we represent a lot of money. And so, of course, brands are, you know, trying to get to us. And But we're very fragmented. We're not unified, which frustrates the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. And so my passion is to create spaces and communities where we change that, right? Where we help each other out, where we're supporting each other's businesses. And so that's where the whole Amigos thing on Clubhouse where we met kind of came from, right? I think we're at about 26,000 members now. We're like the largest Latinx club on Clubhouse. And we create these rooms and these spaces for people to come in, do some networking, learn about each other's businesses, support each other's businesses, learn new things, new techniques for marketing, you know, share opportunities. We have people who work for, you know, some fortune 500 companies that come in and they say, Hey, look, I have these openings, contact me so that I can sponsor you and help you get through the chain of, you know, command and get get you interviewed and hopefully in the door and stuff like that. That's what we should be doing for each other. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like it's, you're not selling, you're a serving you're not selling, you're serving. And if we switch that mindset, I mean, we can, I oh mean, we gosh. can conquer the world. Cause if you, if you come from a space of service, I mean, it's going to flow easily and so nicely. Like you don't have to work hard. It could be all just done because, you know, the universe is giving it to you. 
And because your heart is open and, and doesn't, it's not up to like gain. It's, it's more of like a giver, not a taker. And if we can open ourselves to something like that, wow, this two trillion, I, I guarantee we can double that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tell me about it. If we came from that, from that point of yes. view, of that mindset with a yes. heart centered, right? And you're doing that. That's amazing. Oh my God. Well, I'm so happy that I got to meet you. <laughs> so, I'm happy I got to meet you. So Amiga, okay. So then, so now that you created this space, what do you see in the future for you and for your company and for what you envision in your life? So for the whole Amigos thing, as soon as it's safe, I want to be able to have events where people can meet in person, where people can showcase their businesses and people who go in and attend can support their businesses, right? Spend money with them, work with them. That's like what I really, really want to see happen and continue to grow this network where, you know, again, we have the free business directory. Now we have a calendar of events. And so I just want to continue to foster that community and have people helping each other. And you hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, it's all about giving, right? Mm-hmm. People aren't realized. So as Latinos, and I'm, I'm overgeneralizing, but for the most part, as Latinos, we focus a lot on that like scarcity mindset, yes. right? Because yes. we've been here like trying to get ahead for so many years and, yeah. you know, it's us against them and blah, blah, blah. But we're not realizing that when you come in from a position of giving, mm-hmm. when you come in from a position of offering, right? Things open up for you. First of all, people always remember how you made them feel. They won't remember your name. They won't remember how you looked. They'll always remember how you made them feel, right? They're going to come back to that. Secondly, even in sales, when you're selling to people, right? If you're coming in and saying, well, how can I help you? Well, tell me about you. Well, you know, how can I be of service to you? You're disarming the person. They're no longer holding this wall up against you of like, you're not going to sell to me. I see you coming a mile away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even there, when the intention is to sell to somebody, when you come in with a different position, it works out for you. Right. And so I think just continuing to do that and continuing to create that atmosphere is like my, it's my jam. It's what I want to do. It's what I really want to focus on, you know, and having an an agency just helps me facilitate that because I have the relationships with sponsors and the relationships with clients who want to also help out with that. And so it's just, you know, it's a full circle thing. It's in the works and I'm excited about it. I'm super excited. Oh, me too. Oh my God. I can't wait to be in in a room with you, like physically be in a room with you. I know. I would love that. You know, my passion is community and being together. And, you know, right before this whole COVID thing, you know, we were doing retreats and, and then it's all stopped because we can't be near each other. And now that vaccines are out, whatever position people are in, but at least here in the state of California, we are finally like getting out of the water, if you will. And I feel like, okay, I think by the end of the year, maybe we can get together. <laughs> and so, but you know, it's not lost on me how this entire time has allowed me to grow 
you know, mentally and physically and emotionally, because it, it really allowed me to pause. And I think now that things are opening up, then we can start getting together. And I can't wait for us to meet and be in a room together. And hopefully you'll be in California. It'll be easier for me. <laughs> but of course, I'll go on the East Coast and meet up with you over there. This is beautiful. Yes, definitely. So now we know we're going to do that. Now, as I always ask my guests, because it is called Amiga Handle Your Shit, and apparently you've been handling your shit for a long time. So I want to know, inquiring minds want to know, if you could give us one to two tips on how Amigas can handle their shit. Okay. So one of the things that I struggle with is imposter syndrome. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who are high functioning, you know, they deal with that. They deal with imposter syndrome. And so if you do, and my hunch is that there are a lot of listeners that do, because again, a lot of us deal with it. And, you know, being being Latinx, Latina also kind of, you know, helps out with that whole imposter syndrome thing. And so my suggestion is, just have a conversation with yourself, right? You have your little devil and your little angel, right? Mm-hmm. Let the angel be, you know, the real you that's telling the devil who's the imposter syndrome who says you're not good enough. You know, just tell it, just deal with it. Suck it up, go at it, go for your challenges, get through it so that then later on you can assess and be like, I did it. And you can pat yourself on the back. You know, that whole fake it till you make it thing, it works. It works because you're telling yourself, I got this, I got this, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it until eventually, guess what? You did it. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I always do with myself is I always have like that tough love conversation with myself where whenever I think I can't, right, or I'm not good enough, or I don't belong here with these people, that voice tells me, suck it up, buttercup, (laughs) go for it and do it. And later on, you'll be thankful. And if not, and if you fail, so what? At least you tried and you can't say that you didn't try. Yeah. And so that's, that's my one like big thing is, you know, suck it up. <laughs> Just do it. Suck it up. Suck it up. Yes. Amen. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, imposter syndrome is so pervasive, pervasive. I mean, I would say in everybody, but okay, I'm not going to generalize. But definitely in the Latino community, because sure. we've, been, we've been culturized to have limitations. So who are you to be able to do that? If you didn't have a mentor, what makes you think you can? I mean, really, I've seen it time and time and time and time again. And I love the idea of what you're saying, you know, have a conversation with yourself. You know, have that if the angel's talking to you and the devil is talking to you. All right. Come to center and figure this shit out, you know, and move, pass through it. Because if you allow the imposter syndrome, imagine if whoever, whatever, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, if they had that imposter syndrome, we would not be here, literally, because here we are, the computer. I would not be in front of my Mac Pro doing this live, doing this podcast, if it weren't for people like that who thought, you know, they didn't allow imposter syndrome to get the best out of them. So I really love that advice. Thank you so much. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. So how can Amigas reach you? You can. So I hang out in Clubhouse. <laughs> I am danai.e in Clubhouse. That's D-A-N-A-Y dot E. I am also danai.e on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram as well. And I'm on LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, I'm just Danai. I've been on LinkedIn so long that my address is literally my first name. So yeah, that's how you can reach me. Any one of those platforms, I'd be happy to connect. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I'll be sure to have them in my show notes so that people can reach out to you. Thank you so much, Denai. This was amazing and beautiful. And I can't wait to hear more about you and be in a room with you. So, uh, amigas, please, please, please go on Clubhouse. Participate in the Amigos Networking that is led by Denai. I mean, it is pretty spectacular. This is the place. I mean... I remember when I joined, it was like just a few members. And now you're telling me how many is like, oh, my God, that's incredible. Crazy, yeah. Because Latinos want to be connected. We all want to be connected. And especially right now that there has been so much uh, havoc in this world. And we just want we want to connect and we want to love on each other. We really do. We really do. And we wish we can hug one another again, right? But slowly but surely, we're going to do that. Slowly but surely, we're going to get to that point. So thank you so much, Danai. And I wish you all the best. And I can't wait to have you another time. Please. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And yeah, I cannot wait to see you and give you, and like be able to hug and kiss someone. <laughs> you know, like, I, know. I miss that. I miss that part of being Latina. Yeah. Don't you miss that? Like, it's crazy. I yeah, know. I cannot wait to see you and give you a kiss and a hug. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for being here at Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.